0: Welcome to the Straight to the Point podcast. I'm Molly Austin. I'm Emily Fitz, and we are your once typical online business and fitness coaches who got fed up with the coaching industry's toxic
1: culture. We're navigating a new era of entrepreneurship, One that's rooted in truth, integrity,
0: and honesty. Whether you're in a next level of expansion, have been burned by the industry, or just getting started and not sure where you fit. We're covering everything from lessons learned, industry trends, and having straight to the point, no BS conversations about what it actually takes to lead the way in this new paradigm. Let's get straight to the point.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is our third episode. We're so excited to have you here. Um, So today we're going to be talking about cancel culture, um, specifically in the coaching industry. It's been coming up a lot, especially within the last year with different coaches in different industries um, and how that's kind of become a modern day witch hunt and the conversation that we're going to be bringing here is really talking about, um, the different coaches and, and things that are being said and, and the cancel culture that's being brought to that. And the conversation that we are going to be bringing here is really shedding light on things that are not an integrity, um, in the coaching industry while also being able to have, um, really conscious and um, healthy conversation around this topic without gossiping, without shitting on these people, um, without canceling them.
0: Yeah. First of all, I think this is so important that it's part of the first three episodes that we're dropping um, Mm -hmm. as we've released this series you know, we're really we're really covering our bases in terms of you know if you haven't tuned in, episode one was really about who we are, how we met, why we're doing this, what we are um, hoping this series and this platform gets to be a stand for in in the industry. Second episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, it's so good. Um, we t- really got real and and raw about the things that we thought would crumble us. Um, as an opportunity to give voice to the women who maybe feel like they haven't had a voice, but also really give you guys a deeper understanding of how we are going to show up throughout the course of this podcast, this series. Um, sure, we have our fun original TikTok you know, episodes mm-hmm. that, that poke fun at the industry, which is really, it's meant for, for comedy, right? If you can't laugh at it, then what's even the point of doing it? But mm-hmm. this series is really where we take the real conversations, we go deeper. And this one is especially close to us because right at the, the time when we were um, really heartstorming what this series was going to be was when we were seeing a lot of coaches, um, very well-known coaches getting shit on. Um, for their practices, for their offerings, for their intellectual property, for their standard operating procedures, right? Like all of these different things for their content. Um, Mm, mm -hmm. And we were also seeing these threats of you're canceled, right? Breeding this cancel culture, breeding this modern day witch hunt, right? Where there are women who are doing good work in the world, right? Like we're not, we're also not here to, we're, we're not here to be a stand for cancel culture, but we're also not here to be a stand for um, the toxic culture of the coaching industry and yeah. giving a voice yeah. to uh, maybe some of the more uncomfortable conversations that, mm-hmm. um, you know, a little 1080 by 1080, square post on Instagram just can't cover even in 10 slides. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, the other thing we're really looking at too is cancel culture being this new witch hunt. What does that mean for those of us who are healing the witch wound? What is a witch wound? Mm-hmm. Right. For those of you that are in a world, most likely, you know, if you don't, the witch wound is, um, really a wound that a lot of women carry around visibility That oftentimes comes from a past life or previous manifestations where you were either burned at the stake, you were hung for being a witch, a healer, a seer, um, or you were cast out or ostracized for your gifts. And a lot of women are working out what what we call the witch wound in this lifetime um, because we're being asked to get visible and stand in our truth and share from a a space of authenticity. Um, Mm -hmm. And the pendulum is, is swinging, right? And so what we saw... Even in the late months of 2022 as we saw a lot of uprooting, I think in, really in preparation for the seven year in numerology. We saw uh, 100%. A, totally. We saw an uprooting of practices and tactics and techniques and marketing that can't come with us where we're going. Yeah. Beautifully said. And there's something really important about the timing of this conversation being the, Mm -hmm. the um, beginning of 2023. We're still very much in the beginning of the year Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where we're really setting the foundation for the new way in which we are being asked to walk, to lead, to move, to listen. And it also being our third episode, right? Where we're diving into All the different layers of what this season, I would say, of the coaching industry is asking all of us to look at and confront, not only in the Mm -hmm. industry, but within ourselves, within our own practices, within Mm -hmm. the ways in which we're marketing and pricing our offers and our containers. And um, most coaches I've seen operating from Wounded Masculine Energetics, and it's not their fault. But here's what is a problem is they're operating from wounded masculine energetics, but they're marketing it as divine feminine energetics. And this is where Mm -hmm. we're getting a really out of integrity, um, or I should say really out of integrity with the practices and the way in which we are progressing as an industry. And Mm -hmm. things need to change if we want to continue to preserve the genuine spirit and heartbeat of, and the purity of the coaching industry, because don't get me wrong. I love the coaching industry. I love being a coach. I love working with clients. I love witnessing their transformations. I know you do too. I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't choose another industry for the entire world. And simultaneously in the same breath, shit's got to change. It's got to change.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, things really do have to change. And um, like you said, I think it's calling every single person forward. And, you know, in that way, right, like bringing up those really surfacing those parts and pieces that everybody's being confronted with, um, not only saying, oh, look at her post or the way that she's marketing this thing, but also going, okay, pause. Is there something within within this for you um or like as we're pointing the finger at other people are there residual layers of that that's showing up in our marketing um and and it's like it's it's like cancel culture at the same time has become like the newest trend
0: mm-hmm. it's like people
1: started waking up to it and like noticing the things that that do need to change that's very true and as a society We can also be addicted to being the one to go, oh, look at me, like I have this shiny thing and to be the one who wants to be seen. And then that becomes a next level sort of addiction, like the people that I'm seeing canceling other people. It's like you can almost feel the high that they're getting off of tearing other women down. And that's the thing that's really fucked up. Because if you're sitting here and saying that you're doing this because you want to be a stand for the coaching industry and be an integrity and be a stand for these women that have been, um, you know, quote unquote, manipulated, is what the fuck does it say about you if you're getting up here and then tearing another woman down? No matter what you're doing it for, there's different ways to be showing up and, and, and using your voice. And, and that's just not it. That's it's
0: bullying and it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it really is in that witch hunt analogy, right? It's to a degree history repeating itself, right? Because it isn't women coming together and having the hard conversations and sitting with the discomfort of, I don't know the right way forward and I don't have all the answers and Mm. this this way that you are operating your business is really painful. And, um, and then for that person to receive that and to sit in the discomfort of that and go, oof, maybe I need to look at some of the practices that I've been doing and adopting, and, and maybe they're not fully in integrity, right? And, mm-hmm. and there's, more, there's more when we really step into our divine feminine, she requires us to be conscious not to check out. And when we're being required to be conscious, we're also being asked to sit with multiple truths other than our own. Yeah. And what's happening is with this cancel culture and the cancel culture energy, we're saying I'm unwilling to sit with a, a truth other than my own. It's my truth, my will, my way. And we're not leaving room to listen from the heart. And to feel Mm. into the tender places where we have unresolved trauma around the industry, or perhaps we did drain our life savings and we never made our money back and we don't have a bouncing board and right. And we're in mountains of debt, but also where do you need to take responsibility for that too? Yep. And that's uncomfortable. And I, I speak to if, if that's you, I speak to you from woman to woman because mm-hmm. power to power. I had to take responsibility for the places where mm-hmm. I was sucked in by marketing mm-hmm. and didn't make my money back and I'm still paying down those debts. Mm-hmm. I'm still paying coaches back and that's my responsibility and I have to sit with that mm-hmm. versus the victim mindset of this happened to me. They have to pay, mm-hmm. right? They're responsible. They didn't this and that and that, right? And and that's why there's so many very intricate threads when it comes to this conversation because it isn't black and white. It's forcing us to sit in the gray area, the discomfort, the not knowing, and to hold truths other than our own. And that yeah. is... That requires us to show up in more of our consciousness versus our unconsciousness. And it's much more comfortable to hang out in the wound than it is to hang out in the power. And so for those of us who are wanting to step in and create more clients and have wait lists a a mile long and to have thousands of dollars in the bank, you can't be sitting in victim and you can't be Unwilling to look at all sides and all parts and to sit with the discomfort, right? Yeah. Either way, yeah. it's going to be uncomfortable. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that, I love that. And I think that that goes back to, right? Like our mind loves to make meaning behind things. And it's so much more comfortable to find a story to grab onto. Yeah. And then sit in that and then allow yourself to sit in that and come up with all the reasons why that story you're telling yourself is true. Um, Because we don't like the gray area. Our minds don't like not knowing. Our minds also don't like being confronted with some truths that, that we probably haven't sat with before. And I really can relate to that aspect of because everything that we're talking about in this conversation, it's all duality, and you and I have both been there in terms of right, like making an investment. There being unclean, unclean energy in that, or there wasn't something communicated to me in an investment, um, and then I felt locked in, right, and that wasn't okay. And simultaneously. M- it's asking me to do my own work around the energy from which I was making that investment and the triggers that came up, the people pleasing, oh my gosh, the people pleasing in that and the, yeah, the hiding from that and the shaming myself, right? And like, oh no, I can make this one more investment. I can do this one last time. Um, That simultaneously being both the pressures that I was Getting externally from from certain platforms, and also that was my choice to keep going.
0: Yes. Well, you know what? It's also this conversation is reminding me of the song "My Healing," um, mm, which is so yeah. powerful. And one of the lines she says, "Forgiveness is not condoning. It's easy to hold on to the story and to say they're at fault." they should, they're the, they're the owner of the business and the offer and they fucked me over and they should have known better and da, 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 And they should never have marketed that way. And maybe that's true. Yeah. And there's medicine in that for them. And there's lessons in that for them to learn. And we have to be willing to forgive. That also yes. doesn't mean we need to condone the behavior. Right. Right. So yes, there is a level of accountability that needs to be held. And that's why we're having this conversation. We're mm. here to hold the coaching industry accountable, to be better, to rise in a new way. And there are so many of us who are doing that. Yep. And there are so many of us who aren't. And there's a lack of awareness and a level of consciousness that they may just not quite have yet. And there could also be some just really shitty people out there who are operating from a really shitty place because of a really shitty upbringing or whatever it is. Like there can also be people out there who are abusing people. I've heard of these stories who Mm -hmm. are using very specific shame tactics and narratives. And I also have to really believe that they lack the awareness of what they're totally. doing. And if they do, if they are aware of what they're doing, something really fucked up has gone on that they yep. feel so desperate to yep. play out that role. Right. You know, whether that's meaning to feel power over a client, whatever it is, right? But what I can say is that we're, we are, number one, we're not a stand for that, but also we're, what, we're, what we are a stand for is is walking in the gray, in the Mm -hmm. discomfort Mm -hmm. of not necessarily choosing a side and saying, this is right and this is wrong, but looking at the whole picture holistically and saying, how can we be better? How can we be better? And the other line she says in that, she says, forgiveness is not condoning. Forgiveness is letting go of the past controlling. Mm -hmm. I love that line. So what's happening, right, is when we don't forgive – we're hanging on to a past situation that is controlling our present narrative. Mm. And the only person that has the capability and the capacity to let that go is you. Yep. And that comes down to choice and remembering that you are a sovereign being. Mm -hmm. And whether it was conscious manipulation or unconscious manipulation, we also have to take responsibility for our part in it
1: yeah amen to that that's that's a really, really, really huge piece because I know that even for me after being in certain containers is I could keep telling myself the story of right it's the same thing as being in a romantic partnership. let's say you were in a romantic you know relationship and it was unhealthy or it was toxic. and then five years later, it's like, oh well, I still can't trust somebody because of this relationship that I was in five years ago it's like yes that's valid that that you know could have fucked you up or that there was really unhealthy parts of that and you are ultimately the one that is continuing to hold your power there and to leave that line of attachment there they're not sitting there and holding you to that that's that's your choice and that's a really really hard thing to see that and to say wow I'm the only one who can change this for myself I can't, I can't bank on them coming back and making a public apology to me or changing everything about who they are. Like you said, some people just simply aren't aware, um, aren't aware there are parts that we personally play in it, or maybe they are just manipulative and they don't have a, they don't have a timeline of, of leaning into that anytime soon. And so if that's the, if that's, if that's what the situation is, then What, what can you control? What can you lean into for yourself in that situation? Um,
0: It's taking that radical ownership. It is. And it always starts there and radical ownership starts with awareness and we can't do Mm -hmm. anything until we have awareness over our situation, over our belief systems about the situation. Um, And so, you know, I think the, the, one of the most important things as well to start to step into radical ownership and responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. So this is also touching on, um, the same principles of emotional intelligence is really understanding and taking ownership over how you are receiving or perceiving the situation. Because again, Mm -hmm. I love the work of Byron Katie. She says, thoughts only hurt if you believe them, Mm -hmm. right? And the same goes with external circumstances. So I love using this example of rain, right? It's raining outside. I might have a thought about rain. I might look at the rain and go, I hate rain. I wanted to go outside and go to the beach today or whatever. And then Molly might say, oh my God, I'm so excited. It's raining. I want to stay inside and sleep in and read a book, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed about the rain except our feelings about it, which is dictated by our own thoughts and perceptions, and our thoughts create our beliefs. Yep. So we have to first have awareness over our thoughts and our thinkings to understand the beliefs and the narratives that we're playing out in our own brain, which is how we're filtering our experiences through the lens of our belief systems. Mm. So I may experience a coach completely differently than you may experience a coach because of my own thoughts and belief systems that I have in place, which I'm responsible for changing no one else.
1: Mm. That's so good. And what this reminds me of is the five questions that you've given me before that you even use in conscious partnership. Is it's like, is it's like stick to the facts? What happened? right yeah taking the emotion out of it and just saying exactly
0: what happened right
1: and then i forget what the second question is
0: second question is um what did you make it mean right so first what are the facts second question is what did you make that mean because we're always going to have an interpretation of the scenario so having awareness over our interpretation mm-hmm. what was my reaction right so i made it mean this and i reacted this way i got angry i threw a pillow i whatever screamed and cried Okay, and then what were my feelings underneath the reaction? The feelings underneath the reaction were I felt alone, I felt scared, I felt isolated, I felt abandoned. And mm. then the fifth question is, when is the first time you can ever remember feeling that way, right? So when is the mm. first time I can remember feeling alone, scared, or abandoned? Because oftentimes, again, what's happening is from birth until about seven years old, you were a sponge just soaking up everything you were seeing, feeling, and your, and your brain was making meaning of all of it yeah as you were as you were creating these 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 thought forms and these belief systems and mm-hmm. so what's happening in your experience now as an adult is you're filtering the experience through that lens of your own belief systems Mm -hmm. and without the awareness over it and the ability to break it down, what's really happening is you're being hijacked back to that moment where that belief system was created and you're playing Mm -hmm. out that unhealed wound or the trauma from that experience. And more times than not, it's actually your inner little child who's screaming for attention, um, who feels wounded, scared, alone, abandoned, afraid. Right. And, And when we get down to, um, when's the first time what we're really inviting you to do is get down to the heart of the purest form of this scenario and how you're interpreting it. And I have to mm-hmm. shout out our dear, dear friends, Ama and Santos mm-hmm. who um, really taught us this, this uh, methodology through conscious partnership coaching. Mm-hmm. And, um, these questions, which have deeply served my husband and I in our marriage, first and foremost, but also everything is conscious partnership. If we're really everything. walking the path of conscious partnership, then we are will- Then we have to be willing to take 100% responsibility for our – how we receive it, our emotions, our interpretation. Mm-hmm. And secondly, we have to be willing to sit in the uncomfortable gray area. And we have right. to be willing to – Say, this hurts, and I'm taking responsibility for my hurt. Right. And it doesn't mean that the other person's behavior is condoned. It doesn't mean that that person doesn't need to be held responsible Mm -hmm. or accountable for mm-hmm. their practices or operating procedures or, um, ways in which they're, they're creating in the world. Right. We, we are again, here to hold the coaching industry responsible. Our that starts with ourselves and it yep. starts with our own awareness and it starts with the investigation of our own triggers.
1: Yep. Yep. And isn't it, isn't, isn't it? Cause I love, I love those questions. I love those five questions. And it's like, we're in partnership with everything in our lives. Everything, everything's a mirror. And, and again, the perspective shift, right? It's like, Oh God, like the things that we're confronted with, but how, how big of a blessing is it that every person situation, um, obstacle that we're confronted with is really happening for us. If we, if we so choose to see it that way.
0: Yes. Yes. And one of my mentors would always say, we're never in relationship with the other person. We're only ever in relationship with ourselves.
1: Mm. And
0: they're just our mirrors.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the same applies to friendships, to coaching and client relationships, mm-hmm. to partnerships. Yeah. If we come to that understanding. Imagine how different the world would be. Wouldn't be canceling each other because what we'd be doing would be canceling ourselves.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, you're wrong and bad. When we say you're wrong and bad, we're really saying that about ourselves because they're actually mirroring to us our own insecurities, our own fears, the places in which we still carry and hold wounding that have gone unaddressed. That's why they call it the shadow. Right? right? Because it's hard to see. It has to be shown to us through a mirror, which can only happen in community, connection, partnership, coaching, client, et cetera.
1: Mm. cetera. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's so huge. It's, mm-hmm. it's so huge. And, um, you know, there's still ways to go in the coaching industry. There's still ways to go.
0: And oh my God, we're like an
1: infant. We really are. And there are people who are who are here for this too. There are people who are showing up. There are people yes. who, are, who are choosing to lean in. And I am just in celebration of the women who are here to lean into this because um, the work that we choose to do now around this is going to show a year from now, three years from now, five years from now in not only our businesses, but the relationships that we have with ourselves. Because there's only so long that you can fucking hide. And I say that from a place of love, not from a place of, oh fuck, like your life's gonna be over if you don't lean in now, right? But but there really is from for some from the from the viewpoint of somebody who had to lean in and and from a place of I allowed myself to burn out and like hid and um had a filter and a mask on for some time and had my own ways in the coaching industry that weren't congruent it's it's it sounds like it's like the scariest thing to face yourself in that way but it's the most relieving thing ever when you find out that you're allowed to be human <laughs> that your business gets to be an extension of you owning all parts of you and that there's room to there's room to make mistakes. Fuck it up. Yep. There's room to fuck it up. There really is. Molly, that's us finish. Kind of Molly goes PG. Molly goes PG. I'm like, fuck it, up. fuck it up. I'm like, you mess you mess up. You
0: mess up. <laughs> There's room to fuck up. It's really well, okay. And that that's also really important to speak to for women who are just coming up in the industry, who right. who are brand new to the coaching industry who may be looking around and going, Oh my God, I don't want to, I don't want to get canceled. Like what if I say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or I get right is my, uh, and then it stifles the purity of our own creative expression and the purity of our creative expression comes from the purity of our, of our truths, our beliefs of sharing them in real time. And consequently what I'll share with you guys is the more you weave your own belief systems into what you're known for and what you help women, people, humanity with, the more heads will turn your direction. So yes, you have to be willing to, to fuck it up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You really do. And you have to be like, as we're talking about cancel culture is it's like, um, you know, you, and you might say something that isn't necessarily Toxic or, um, you know, inhumane, but you will trigger people. And I think it's really important to know the difference between, oh my gosh, I did, I just said something that really wasn't right and was really out of integrity versus I just said something that really hit a nerve for someone. Yes.
0: Um, that is being of service. You know, who navigates this really well is the content queen on Instagram.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: she, she really and shout out Rebecca, she really like, she stood in that when people yep. were canceling her and she was speaking her truth. She was permission for so many people. Yep. Um, and she got shit on and, um, and she's still here and she's yep. still swinging. And yep. so, so also know that with more visibility also comes more eyes and with more yes. eyes comes more opinions. And with more yes. opinions, right. Is, is going to come, um, more opinions. And so right. we also in this conversation, you know, I think we're all being strengthened. yes, um, and, and again, we strengthen in sisterhood and we strengthen mm-hmm. through the pact, the mm-hmm. pack, um, of sisterhood where we know the truth, right? And those of us really walking with integrity and walking with consciousness, we know the truth. And we get to have each other's backs and not like, oh, I've got your fucking back. I'm gonna go to battle for you. No, it's like, I have you and I see you and I honor you and your truth. And also, right, It, it it's, it's really bringing it back to those of us really walking it, really walking the path, is the willingness to sit with truths other than our own, and to allow there to be multiple, um, different opinions at the table that all get to right. be respected, right? Heard, seen, witnessed. Um, right. And there's a fine line between because again, on the online space can get really nasty. You can get really abusive. Mm-hmm. There's the difference between I have a different opinion than you. I'm seeing life through a different lens than you and you're wrong. I'm attacking you for how wrong you are. Right. There's, there's a difference between I'm willing to have a conversation and sit with you in the gray versus you're a fucking asshole. You're wrong. You're canceled there. So right. It's like what we're stand for is sitting with you in the gray and not knowing and mm-hmm. sitting with the discomfort of that what we're not a stand for is the black and white, you're right, you're wrong, energetics of cancer culture, which is just breeding more witch wounds that we're all going to have to come back and heal from. So let's just stop doing that.
1: (laughs) Let's just fucking figure it out now. I mean, come on. (laughs) Like, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Potent. Yeah. Yeah. It's really potent. It's really potent. And, And that part around like, like the, the place to get to in, isn't in, in, because so many of us, even in, um, you know, just because the way that we do one thing is the way that we do everything is in any situation, right. Is sometimes the best place that you can get to is, is not you're right. And I'm wrong, or I'm right. And you're wrong. It's just, you have this opinion. I have this opinion. And can we, can we just see each other in our different opinions? And Absolutely. and like we're talking about, not crucify one another and shame one another and um, tear each other down because that is different than our own viewpoints or strikes a nerve um, in a really tender place.
0: Yeah. And yeah. here's the thing, right? Is if we're really going there, there is no right and wrong. Yep. There just is what there is. Mm -hmm. And with that comes an opportunity to then use everything that strikes a nerve to get more free, Mm -hmm. free from the prison of our own making, right? And so what if the next time you were triggered by someone else's content post or the way that a coach was connecting with you, operating, selling to you, whatever – What if instead of pointing the finger and blaming them, Mm -hmm. you sat with those questions and you actually used the tools to go deeper into yourself and discover what nerve this was actually rubbing up against so that you could then bring more healing and more love and more compassion to those parts of you that are still hurting from a past experience that has nothing to do with this particular person. They're just the activation point to invite you to go deeper into self.
1: Mm mm hmm. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Because, like what you're saying, if if we really were to sit with it and use the questions that we even just talked about, that's never as much as we want it to be about the thing, as much as we want it to be about the current situation, it's not. It never is. It never is. It never is. It's all an
0: invitation.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's uncomfortable to walk with.
1: Yeah. Sometimes medicine us- tastes
0: like shit. <laughs> is it, it asks us to keep our hearts open. Yep. And it asks us to sit with the discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say we got straight to the point on that one. Yeah, I'd say we did. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, thanks for joining us on our third episode of Straight to Mm -hmm. the Point. If you want to like and subscribe to our podcast, we would also love your feedback. We've got Mm -hmm. a um, private Telegram thread. We have um, our Instagram and our TikTok where we're also sharing original, um, fun, comedic Mm -hmm. um, content that kind of pokes fun at the industry. Go ahead. Have a laugh. Uh, You (laughs) can check it out at straight.com to the number two, The Point series, both on TikTok and Instagram. Um, both our personal Instagrams at the.emilyfitz. And I'm
1: at the Truly Molly,
0: And we're just so grateful that you're here and joining us and tuning in. Um, let us know how you're loving or liking these episodes. We also want to hear, what do you guys want to hear? What conversations do you want us to have? Where are you needing support? Because this is also a space where, Um, You get to come and be served in Mm. the places that you're desiring um, insight, knowledge, wisdom, or an unlocking of more self. So we're here for all of it. All of it. We're here for all of it. This is not
1: only our conversations, but like we said in the first episode, this is a co-creation of a new industry and it needs all of us.
0: We are remembering. Yes, we are. (laughs) Okay, guys. See you soon.